The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. And this is the Ashholds, unfiltered cigar radio. Hey gang, this is Stu Fink, your studio announcer. What do you say we get smoking? Here's your host, Pastor Patron, Dan the Man. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Ash Holes, broadcast live from the Sereno Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. It's time to kick back and light up as we turn this Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. We're always entertaining, generally unscripted, and totally unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can stream and download us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and of course at theashholes.net. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at theashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. I'm here with my fellow co-host Aaron. Hello, hello. And today we are smoking a very special cigar. We are smoking the Atabay Duendes mm-hmm. by Selected Tobacco. And uh, this is an absolutely gorgeous-looking cigar. Yes, I mean, before you nice. even before you even light it up, it's really great. You've got this golden brown kind of wrapper. It's flawless, basically. Um, this black and gold and white uh, wrapper, and there's a there's a footband on it too. Of course, we took those off before we lit. That would, that would affect the flavor a that little would affect bit. It, yes, that would not be so it's, good. It's not a recommended way of smoking. <clears throat> and, um, you know, you look at the wrapper and, and it, you know, you think, oh, this looks a little bit like the uh, Cohiba. Like Bahiki. a Bahiki, yeah. And, uh, well, that's probably why Nelson Alfonso, who makes these cigars, also is the guy behind the, the band for both Cohiba and uh, Bahiki. Yeah, it's which not copying. It's just same artist. Same artist, yes. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's a, again, kind of pointing back to that that uh, uh, story of the Tanyos Indians where, mm-hmm. you know, they, they would sit around in a circle called a Cohiba and they would pray and smoke and blow the smoke towards their leader, the Bahiki, who then would uh, waft the smoke up and, uh, representing the prayers of the people to their goddess, Atabay. So hence Top you rung. see everything <laughs> being very similar and kind of uh, in the same kind of family there. It's very, very good. And by comparison, it's a very inexpensive bihike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, the wrapper, binder, and filler, you know, when it comes to Atabay, it's all undisclosed. There's not yep. a whole lot that uh, can be said about it. Some people it. say it's Cuban. Some it's say there's Cuban tobacco denied, in there. Yeah, so, yeah, we don't know. Can't say. Uh, Can't nothing say. for sure. Have no idea. <laughs> it is a 6x54 torpedo that we are smoking today, and that is a new size that came out in March mm-hmm. of this past year. Uh, I understand that he made about 200 boxes of these and will be making about 200 boxes a year. So they so are... not a huge production. No. Yeah, not a huge production. They're very hard to find, but, you know, Nelson is, is just uh, a machine when it comes to making cigars, and he's... You know, not the machine in the quantity, but the machine in the quality. Qual- he is yeah. all about the quality of things. And I so... Mean, the amount of time that goes into each cigar, I mean, it's, it's like you're not going to see a production increase, you know, no. pretty much ever because it's, I mean, you're talking like five years at least. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just aging the tobacco. Yeah. And, so, you know, like then he gets the cigar. These cigars were sitting in a box in his aging room for three, four, five years. Yeah. You know, uh, it's... and. 
And uh, that room that he has, has, we've talked about this before, but if you haven't heard, he's got seven different kinds of cedar in, yep. in the room. Some of those are there to keep away pests. Some of those are there for, uh, so the cigar can kind of pull in those flavors. And he raises and lowers the humidity from 70 to 40% at regular intervals. And what he, that does is allows the cigar basically to exhale the ammonia that is naturally in the leaf. And so when he brings the cigar to market, there's none of that ammonia in there. And mm -hmm. you can literally smoke these things until they're gone and not have it get bitter yep. or nasty. It is an incredible, incredible cigar. And you get a lot of that great cedar taste. Yeah, that cedar just too. gets right into the cigars. He's brilliant. Yeah, so this is one of those cigars, if you see it on the shelf at a brick and mortar, you got to pick it up because you won't see it again for a while. No, that's true. It's going to go quick. That's true. And I know that, uh, you know, they're, they're limiting uh, retailers to, I think, eight boxes. Mm. And uh, I, I know, you know, uh, one store had ordered five. You know, they're, they're pricey. These are $30. Mm -hmm. Yep. And before tax, if you have tobacco tax yeah. in your state or Some whatever. Some states it's going really to yeah. really be up there. But uh, it, when he got them, he was so sorry that he had only ordered five. <laughs> and, and other people had picked up what was left. So he, he stopped. That's it. Now he's, yep. he's stuck in the I don't know who he is and probably shouldn't say just because <laughs> yeah. we don't want to embarrass him in front of the earth. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's a, at the same time, it's a good podcast. thing because, like, it's not. He didn't waste his investment. You know? Right, right. It's like, oh. He knows. Maybe. Now he knows. Yeah. Now he knows. It's Next worthwhile. time he'll get the eight boxes. So incredible cigar. And, um, you know, you know when you the cigar out of the, the cellophane you get the, I got some cedar and, and spice off the foot and a great draw mm. great draw perfect draw on the cigar and very kind of musty hay the barnyard yeah you really get that off the foot before you light right it's very barnyard and what did you pick anything else up off the dry draws you uh, I didn't spend a whole lot of time on the dry draw <laughs> just, just because lit up. I was very excited about yeah pretty much as soon as I sat down I lit up because mm. I was very excited about this size I've smoked all the other atabays but mm. I haven't had this size yet so I was okay, eager to cool. go so what are you picking up right now you're already about Quarters of I, I mean, you get the cedar, the spice, um, but what's uh, unique to this that I don't usually get in other atabays is it's it's like a if you saute some green peppers, mm -hmm. you know, kind of throw it in the saute. It's got that sweetness from like a green pepper mm. that I'm picking up, um, which is unique to this this size that I I haven't quite picked that up on others. Um, usually, it's more of a like a honey sweetness mm -hmm. that goes along with the spice, mm. but this one is is more in that that sweet pepper, which I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was trying to think of words to describe that kind of sweetness, and and I think you kind of nailed it there. Mm. Uh, totally picking up what you're what you're doing. Yeah, if you ever get like pepper relish, you get a lot of that sweetness in there too. That's really enjoyable. Mm. <coughs> well. Let me cough here a minute. Yeah, I guess people love that. <laughs> All right. So where have you been? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know how many of you noticed, but, you know, for the last three weeks, things have not been normal. Mm. We uh, recorded an hour later for two weeks. Last week, uh, Mr. Jonathan from the Cigar Authority kindly filled in uh, because I could not be here. And I was so bummed because <laughs> it was the first show I've missed ever in the history of this yeah. show, and um, where I w where I was was jury duty. 
Fun stuff. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I I've never been I'd never been called. And they frown on you lighting up a cigar in there too. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> frown on you, fine you, and lock you up. No. Was never called before, and uh, my wife had been called four times. You know, so she was like, "Ha come yeah. up!" And she got called, and I go in, and and end up getting picked to sit on a jury. Uh, and I couldn't talk about it while mm-hmm. the while the case was going on. You're not allowed to talk long about anything. Long case too. I mean, and it was a long case. It was you know, in in our time, it was about three weeks, almost exactly three weeks. Wow. I was I was gone, um, which really sucked. Yeah, in a lot I mean, of ways. I, I, I'm upset when I have a full just a full day of jury duty. Yeah, let alone yeah. having to go on multiple. You know, weeks. And, you know, in, in um, uh, Massachusetts, uh, where I live your employer is required by law to pay you for the first three days of jury duty. Mm. Then after that, it's up to them. And after that, the court gives you a $50 a day stipend. Yeah, because your time is worth $50 a day. Exactly. Oh, gosh. Now, I work in New Hampshire. My employer is in New Hampshire. And New Hampshire state law is that jury duty is an unpaid, excused absence. Wonderful. So... I didn't get the three days of, of pay. I just, and, and so those first three days of the court, nothing. Mm-hmm. And then it was the $50 stipends, which will cover the gas I spent, the <laughs> yeah. parking I had I to pay for, drive too, the yeah. food I had to buy because they didn't have a microwave, they didn't have a coffee machine, they didn't have yep. nothing, nothing. And so that just, that just stunk. However, it was a murder case okay, yeah, that I was on. And it was it was really good. It was, <laughs> I had, you know, good murder. Put, put aside put aside <laughs> all the you know you, know, you hate jury duty. You're away from your family. You're away from work. You you know you're having to tighten your belt and everything. But the case itself was really interesting, and it was a great lawyer and prosecutor. Was a great defense attorney. It wasn't wasn't one of those uh, public defender public defenders. It, he was a paid guy. Okay, and it was really really good. And it, some of the sidebars that happened <laughs> were incredible. I, would, I found myself smiling and just just at least you got myself. entertained. This is like better than TV. It's fantastic. <laughs> so here here's the deal. So this this was a uh, gang related thing. Okay, okay, and happened in uh, Lawrence. Uh, Massachusetts. Nothing ever goes wrong in Lawrence. Yeah, no. And (laughs) in in a weird quirk of Providence, everybody involved on the nasty side of this case Mm -hmm. had names that started with the letter J. Okay. And the guy... The the, J gang. I've heard of them. Yeah. (laughs) Well, actually, one of the gangs involved was called the J brothers. Oh, well... There's nine brothers... And all their names started with the letter J. Well, I mean, if you're brothers, is it really still a gang? It's just a family at that point. Mm. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so try and follow along here. Okay. Try and follow. Josh Urena and Johnny Sanchez, otherwise known as Little Johnny. Okay. <laughs> you got to have the pick third. a fight with Joel Torres. <laughs> all right. And. They were supposed to do some kind of fist fight, but it escalated, and Josh Urena pulls a gun out, and he shoots him three times. You don't bring a gun to a fist fight. Now, typical gang thing. Bad These form. people, you know, don't know how to shoot. He ended up hitting him three times in the leg. 
Okay. And he died from the no. Those were? No. Okay. He lived. He lived. He lived. All okay. Right. So this is a weird case. So and and uh, but Joel's brother Jeremiah was there and got really upset that I, his brother Joel was understandably shot. understandably <laughs> so and so and you know rival gangs going on here. Yep. He he vows revenge and quite frankly his brother. Joel is kind of ticked off that it's taking him so long to, to get back, mm. you know, at, at these guys. So not to be, you know, not to be the guy who doesn't do anything, the brother who doesn't help his brother. <coughs> Jeremiah takes his friend, Joshua Chavez, I mean, uh, uh, Johnny Chavez. So Johnny so yeah, number two. A lot of J's. A whole lot Johnny of number two. And Jeremiah go looking for Josh and little John, okay? And they look on social media. It sounds media. like a really twisted they like, find nursery them, rhyme. They find them through social media at a party in the uh, uh, stadium projects. Here's a pro in, tip. In if you're Lowell. in a gang, don't post where you are on Facebook. Mm, mm. Just, just in general. I mean, you shouldn't yeah, do kinda, that. Kind of dumb. There, there was a lot of dumb. All these people could have been Astros of the Week. Yeah. You know? And... Um, so they go to the party to get back at, at these guys. And uh, Johnny number two shoots who he thinks is little John. No. John so he one, shot somebody else? And he shot somebody else. Completely unrelated. So an innocent by Father well, to 35, oh not involved in any gang at all. Awful, awful. He, he, he gets shot in the back of the head. And that was a lucky shot from what well, I, you know. Well, unlucky for you know, the guy to get there. There was evidence of, now, Jeremiah, who was on trial, and he, he was the person that we were, we were uh, uh, listening, you know, th this was his case. They were, the, the state was accusing him of murder. Mm -hmm. Now, Jeremiah, you know, there was, they didn't recover a gun from him. Well, yeah, Never yeah. were able to find a gun. There was evidence I mean, of two guns being fired. Everybody knows if you shoot somebody, right? you get rid of the gun. So right? if he had the gun there and was firing it, he missed everything. That, he, the only thing he hit was the house or maybe the dirt. Okay. Okay. So, again, what is the point of having a gun if you can't hit what you're aiming yeah. at? All right. And then the other guy hits the wrong guy. Okay. And so the question is, so after, after they shoot this guy and almost immediately they realize that this is the wrong guy, they run out and um, uh, the question we're asked is, is this murder by transference? We know that... Um, their intent was to murder their, somebody. Their intent was to murder somebody. And we know that it was not Jeremiah who actually fired the kill shot and hit that innocent bystander. But he was there taking part in this crime, the prosecution alleged. And if he went with the intent to seriously harm or, or mm -hmm. you know, hurt the people, or kill, then he's just as guilty of murder as the person who actually did the shooting. And so there was a different trial for the person that actually did the shooting? Yes. That, that we the didn't know shot? that at the time. We yeah. found that out afterwards, and he uh, was charged oh, with murder, okay, yeah. too. Um, so, you know, it, it was this big thing, and the, hmm. the, the uh, uh, prosecution was talking about, 
you know, how, you know, he was, you know, here's this gang guy, his brother gets shot, he deliberately goes and looks up at where this guy's at and goes, and, and um, uh, this is all gang related, so they're pumping up the fact that the witnesses, nobody wanted to talk, mm-hmm. because nobody wanted to be a snitch. Yep. Right, and and not and and the defense is saying, okay, look, he didn't fire the kill shot. We know who did, and that person's been, you know, already confessed to the crime. Why are you doing this? This is not the guy who shot his brother. Why would he want him dead? And then he he really wanted us to question the witnesses, and he had good reason for this. This this party where this whole thing happened. I mean, you get the, gangs and the fifty people were there, and it was all you know yeah. a lot of a lot of gang people there. there Reason to lie too. Yep, yeah. yep. And they had been drinking since about five p.m. the evening before, and this event happened at two in the morning. So for about seven hours, everybody there had been drinking yeah. really heavily and smoking pot. It's two in the morning. And there were no lights around this place except on the, so in the dark, no. <laughs> totally drunk and high <laughs> on pot. Can you See, really believe is, anything these witnesses say? How can they you. say they saw Jeremiah down over there? Nobody could in a hoodie. See, in some on. states, this would be a non-issue. It would be a non. It wouldn't be a question because it's like if they were together and they somebody was murdered, then you both get charged. Like Texas, I know it's like you know if you're doing a robbery and one guy kills somebody, you're both going to jail for murder. So mm. it's like. Probably not the case in Massachusetts, I would assume, right. if they're having even that question. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're both just getting charged. But anyways, it's a weird case. It was a weird case, and it took a long time. If for they the all smoked more cigars, this wouldn't be an issue. It wouldn't be an issue. Cigar smoking would have solved this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was a long time for the pr- prosecution to um, present its case. There were, um, not that everybody came, but the police had interviewed over 100 people. Witness statements had changed over time. And the prosecution was arguing they finally got the truth out of them because they were so scared of what was going to happen to them if they snitched. The defense was saying you can't trust anything that they say because their statements have been changing. That's what lawyers do. (coughs) And after three days of deliberation, it finally came back guilty of second-degree murder. Good. (laughs) <laughs> don't so, join gangs don't join gangs I mean not that we have a lot of you know young teenage guys <laughs> listening to us right now mm. <laughs> <laughs> that are thinking about joining gangs but yeah. man what a what a trial I mean there was there was a couple of times where you know they're up doing sidebar at the at the judge's desk and the way that works you don't really hear anything that's going on it's all yeah. done out of microphones yep, so of you course. can't hear anything but if you read lips. on and yeah. but it, there was one point where that I, I could hear what the judge said judge pointed at the at the defense lawyer and said you are not in control of this courtroom I am. <laughs> go take your seat right now oh, and it was just there. like Ooh, <laughs> this is awesome she's great you know and uh you know there was you know there's a lot of dead time when you're in there you're not allowed to use your phone oh, you yeah. can't do anything awful, awful you could take notes but you couldn't take them with you no you had to leave them there Makes sense. and then once the court is done the notes are destroyed. You can't take them with you, yep. so they never leave the courtroom. Yeah, because there's some things that could be, be said, they could be stricken from the record, all right. that stuff. Yeah, right. makes sense. So uh, after about three weeks of that, I was just, I was relieved that it was over. 
And actually, uh, last Thursday, right after the, uh, the day after we did the show last week, things finally came back with the uh, guilty verdict. So Friday, I was back at work. And so what was the first cigar you had when you finally got out of all that mess? Uh, the first cigar I had, I went, I went up to two guys in Seabrook where I yep. work most of the time. And I got myself a Neanderthal. Nice. Because I thought that's what... <laughs> if you're going to be that's what dealing with Neanderthals were, already, then... I felt like I was... But the, the, you know, the <laughs> Let's jury... Let's burn one right now. <laughs> another thing that was great about the trial was the jury was great. And we all became kind of close that's, friends. That's, yeah, that, that's we're actually you know, planning on getting together this weekend you know, for a drink and everything. And um, it, let me tell you, it was great. People, you know... The first thing, when I tell them I'm going to jury duty or I'm on a trial, they're all, the first thing people say is, here's what you do to get out, yep. or why didn't you try and get out of it? And I, I'm just like, I'm not going to lie. There, there really is no good reason why I can't do this. You know? And um, when, I heard, when you hear this case and all the different variables that were involved, and it was not a cut and dry thing. You really had to listen to all of these facts. I was so glad that our system has, you, has 12 people, you know, hearing all these facts, and they all have to unanimously agree mm. on a course of action. And so for 12 people to decide, this is what these facts mean, and this is, we agree or disagree with the prosecution, th that was great. Mm. I would hate to have seen this in the hands of just one or even a couple of people. Well, and it's it's good that they have these rules that, like, you can't share this information. you got to mm -hmm. keep it quiet because the last thing you need is this stuff getting on, like, social media. And then it's a witch hunt. And then you get right. people influencing you just based on, oh, like, oh, I knew this guy in high school. He was a jerk or whatever. Mm. You know, it's all this stuff that can just inflate these things. You know, the big high-profile cases where they sequester people where they can't even leave the hotel room because mm. of this kind of stuff. So the yeah. system works ish <laughs> yeah, I think so. it works mostly i guess we could say and yeah. you know that uh, from what we uh understood the whole sequestering thing you know the, when you're deliberating and you're at court you are not ever without some kind of oversight yeah some court officers there watching you wherever wherever you are but they rarely if ever do the whole put you up in a hotel thing yep. or anything like that anymore. It is just so expensive to mm -hmm. them to do that. And they said that the benchmark case now is was the Michael Jackson case. Oh, yeah. With Michael, they did not sequester the jury. Mm -hmm. and, and so if that didn't warrant it, then nothing what does. Yeah, really. So, you know, even though this was a high-profile, you know, case and it was in the news and all that stuff, um, we weren't put up in a hotel or anything like that. But when we were there, we were, we were stuck. Okay. Yeah. Pretty interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. What do you think of all that, Stu? I'm amazed you got through it all. <laughs> I would have been a basket case after the first day. Really. It was, it was, it was crazy. <clears throat> there were times when, you, you know, just you're bored out of your mind, you know, because you can't yep. really do much of anything. But, um, and I'm sure you were craving cigars throughout yeah. the entire process. Now, Friday. Yeah, when if I you could smoke cigars during that, that would be like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Sure. Well, they do in <laughs> all those old movies. There's always the, the jurors. Twelve Angry Men. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, when I got to work Friday, I picked myself up a Byron. 
There you go. White box. You gotta, you gotta to give yourself a little, little pat on the back for getting through that. There you no, go. you deserve it after Light that. Light at the end of the tunnel. Oh my gosh! Oh, but that it. Neanderthal tasted really good too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. So um, another thing we did this week, and apparently you and I both did without really knowing it, was uh, we went to see the Avengers. Yeah, oh yes, Infinity War. Yeah. Infinity War. Okay. Yes. Now last week was my daughter Rachel's 12th birthday. And one of the things that we've been doing for the last uh, few years is we will go to the Marvel movies together mm-hmm. when they come out. She loves those. And this was, you know, she was looking forward to this. So we went on Saturday evening after I got out of work. And it was, it was perfect timing. You know, I'd gotten the tickets ahead of time. So get in. It was a 6.30 show. And because um, she still has to kind of get to yep. bed, you know. So get there. And there's probably 20, 30 people in the theater. But by the time the movie started, it was pretty packed. packed. Oh, yeah. Even, even for a 6.30 show. Yeah, I show. went on a Sunday night, and everything, everywhere I went was packed. And what a great movie. Yes. It was really, really good. And the ending when that... No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to spoil <laughs> it. I, yeah, no spoilers. I've actually had podcasts that I've stopped listening to because they spoiled something from a movie. I was like, no, <laughs> no. I hate that. Gosh. If you like those kinds of movies, it's if you like the Marvel movie. Universe stuff... It is definitely worth seeing. It is really, really. This is one of those movies that I think you should see in the theater. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, is, it, and if you haven't seen the other movies, probably don't watch it. <laughs> yeah. Because you'd be, it, it, there's so much character development over the last 10 years and all right, those movies. Right, right, right. So, but what, what is really interesting is, is that this movie had the biggest opening in history. Mm hmm. And yeah, past Star the Wars. biggest weekend opening, uh, it opened ones. officially at $282.4 million. Unbelievable. Three days. Mm. And it broke all sorts of records. It had the largest single Saturday gross, the largest single Sunday gross, the biggest spring opening, the biggest April opening, the widest PG-13 release, and the fastest film to hit 150 million, 200 million, and 250 million. I mean, tough to, tough to top that. Yeah, yeah, very tough. I mean, but with the the cast, I mean, there's such a huge cast. Mm. So it's like, well, okay, they they did their, you know, they put the work into it to to justify <laughs> this, you know. They did, they did, and they did a great job bringing, you know, they've been working on all these different series: Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man, Spider Man. Mm. Um, Thor, I mean, multiples of all these, really. Captain America, I mean, you know, Black like, Panther. They brought yeah, all these three together. Three Iron Man, three, uh, three uh, Thor movies, yep. two Guardians of the Galaxy, and then all the other sides. Just, yeah, there's so many movies that go into this. And, you know, one of the, you know, when you have a movie with so many characters in it, it's so easy for things to get lost and you wonder. Yeah. It was I, a great I mean, idea, look but at it didn't really execute Justice well. Justice League. Justice League yeah. was awful. I mean, yeah. it was, it, as its own little movie, it was like, eh, it was okay. But, like, for mm. what it should be, it was terrible. <laughs> right, right. They, ju- they were just really rushing to get characters out. Yeah. And and you just it see doesn't the difference. Work that way. See the difference when you spend uh, enough time to develop the characters in their own movies. I mean, it's like when you see, franchises. like, a, a movie made after a book, it's like people say the book is better. Well, mm-hmm. that's because you've had time in the book to develop a character, all this stuff. Right. That's why the, it's better. With this, you know, they've spent their plenty of time developing these characters over multiple movies, mm. and so it really gets a good payoff now. So yeah. It's important. Yep, yep. So for our top five, we're going to look at the top five grossing 
Marvel movies. Today's top five brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label, medium strength red label, or the full bodied and full flavored blue label. Siri Five Five has it all. Five and five equals a perfect 10, and that's what you get every time with Five Five Cigars. Here is today's top five list. All right. So, so I'm going to take a guess yep. that Civil War is on the list. That'd it could be, be a guess it could because be. that was it was almost a, an Avengers movie in itself. Almost an Avengers movie Another in itself. Huge cast in yep. that one. Now we're not counting, of course, you know, uh, Infinity War. It's just out. It's yeah. just started. It, it, I'm sure it'll make the top of the list. It'll make the top. The it'll year. make the top of the list. You know, there have been, uh, you know, when you expand movies that have been based on Marvel comic books outside of the. Marvel Comic Universe, the MCU. Mm -hmm. There have been about 50 movies made on uh, Marvel characters. And Avengers Infinity War, after one weekend, is already ranked number 16. That's a big jump. That's a huge jump. And it just started. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's just above the Italian Spider-Man movies from the 70s. All right, so number five, the number five highest grossing Marvel movie is Captain America Civil War. Okay, well, there we All go. Right. At $408 million. Yep. That was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Justified. And uh, number four, any ideas on number four? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, the Thor movies were pretty mm-hmm. good. Maybe Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, no, guess? no, no. Number Probably. four was Iron Man three. Three, okay. And that's Iron Man three at four hundred and nine million dollars. Okay. All right. Um, actually, Thor did not even break the top ten. Yeah, I mean the None Thor movies. The top 10. They're good. Mm-hmm. They're not. Well, Thor know. Ragnarok was awesome. Yeah, it was definitely the funniest of them. Yeah. Yeah, very much. It very was a much. fun, it, and, fun. And really, you have to see that before you see Infinity Wars. Yes. that's seamless. you got to... Yep. So. It picks up right where the other leaves off. That's right. Uh, number three... Um, I don't know. Would be the Avengers Age of okay. Ultron. All right, yeah. Age of Ultron. Uh, I'm guessing the other the Avengers, Avengers probably up there on the list, too. Yeah. Is a fourth at, at, at $459 million. Okay. All right. And then uh, number number uh, two is the original Avengers. Okay. The original Avengers at six hundred and twenty-three million. So and number one, what is it? The number first one. Iron Man movie? Number one. I never would have guessed this. The number one to date mm-hmm. Marvel movie, best gross, the Black Panther. Black. Oh yeah, of course. Black Man. Panther, six hundred and eighty-eight. I should have known that dollars. because, I mean, there's been Almost so much news about that. That was a great movie. And it's still in the top ten. It, uh, I it mean, came out in February, I mean, and it's, it's still in the top ten this weekend. It was one of those movies, like, I didn't see it opening weekend, mm-hmm. and I had to rush out and see it because I, was, I realized, oh, Infinity Wars is mm-hmm. going to come out before you even can rent that. So Apparently, there were whole theaters in uh, countries in uh, Africa where this was shown, mm-hmm. where that was the only movie being shown period. Mm. You have 12 screens. They're all showing Black Panther because that's all anybody yeah. wanted to see. It was a great movie. And it was really, really Just but great, yeah. I, I never would have thought about it. I mean, Black Panther, well, I he's mean, really, like not a In the comics, it, he's kind of like a B-list, yeah. you know, but no, it's it's It was a great, great movie, yeah. and but I could not believe that that made more money than the Avengers, and it still is. 
yeah. by, you know, 50, For now. $50 million, <laughs> not yeah. a small amount. These other, you know, once you, um, you know, the first, the first uh, couple of films there, uh, 408, 409, 459, a little bit of a jump, 623, that's a big jump. Yep. But for Black Panther to be 50 plus million and over. And it's only been a few months, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's still raking in the dough. Yeah. So there you have it. There's our top five for the week. Um, what are you picking up with this cigar now? We've been talking a lot mm. about the, the trial and stuff, but it's given us some time to dig into this cigar. It's really, it's transitioned more than mm. most Atabays do. Mm. You, know, you usually get fairly consistent, you know, just some, some flavor changes. But uh, it's it's the sweetness has died down a mm -hmm. bit. It's still there a little bit. Um, you get more of a the cedar is really picking up, uh, heavier and kind of a an umami. You know, just mm. kind of like a not a meatiness, but it's that, that kind of texture, I guess you could say, where it's just that that rich rich flavor. I'm getting a lot of this is this has turned into kind of a creamy buttery cigar for me, hmm. um, and it, I'm getting like this this like weedy kind of taste, like a, almost like a white bread kind of finish with a cigar. Yeah, I can, I can respect that. You can see that? Yeah. And um, all, I mean, there's a lot of flavor going oh on. Oh, yeah. It's and the retro is like this, it's now is like this kind of white pepper with like almost like that charred beef from like a grill, grilled mm. hamburger. Yep, there you it is. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yep. Yeah, and the, totally the, and the spice is, is consistent throughout, you know, mm. these nice kind of mix of spices. It's not like just cinnamon or just pepper. It's, it's a nice, it's like a blend of spices. Very much so. And really and, great. You know, typical of Atabe and also true of Byron, there's so much going on here. It is so difficult to pick out individual things. Yep. Um, you know, it's almost like all you can say is, Oh, the cigar great. is great. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Why do you like it? Well, uh, I'm it's not a, really sure. Yeah. But I mean, I just when do. I just sit and relax, I have an, usually I'll try to pick out flavors as I'm smoking a cigar. But when I have Atabay, I just relax, mm -hmm. enjoy the flavor. and Because you can drive yourself crazy trying to pull out a flavor, right. pull out a name right. for a flavor. And again, it's, you know, there's, you know, these tastes and, you know, these words that you're using to describe things. We don't, we don't like getting too pretentious on this show. No, not like Jonathan. You know. no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, but we're just trying to give you some, some uh, ideas to kind of give you the, the a reference flavor profile, point. a reference point to, yeah. to kind of decide the flavor. It's definitely a more mild cigar, mild to medium. Mild to medium, yeah. Mild to medium. It kind of rides that line, mm -hmm. I think. And the burn has been fantastic on this. It's got this, Great thin burn line. The ash hangs on for about half an inch, an inch, yep. and then just kind of naturally falls off. Yeah. Mother's Day is coming up. If you have any mothers that smoke cigars, oh, you know, this would be, be a good great. Mother's Day if, gift. If your wife or your mom smokes cigars, oh, this is this is one to get. There's not many of them out there, but mm -mm. <laughs> unbelievable. So let's see here. Uh, it is a little bit past the the half. So okay. let's go do our break, and when we come back. We're going to talk more about what we think about the Atabay Duendes. We're going to talk about the Asheville of the Week. We're going to do Miles with Styles. She's back after a hiatus as well. Hang in there. We'll be right back. In 
a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. The Sereno Royale Maduro XX, named number one cigar of 2016 by the Ashholes Radio Podcast, is a creation of elegance and sophistication. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, the Sereno Royale Maduro XX comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Serino. To create this masterpiece, a blend of filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a dark and luxurious Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper grown from the famed Habano 2000 seed to bring you an endlessly complex and full-bodied experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allow the blend to marry, creating unmistakable notes of rich cocoa, leather, and coffee that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating the next draw. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available at TwoGuysCigars.com. Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly-tailed head, and value, value, value. There is a Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian, and here are just a few. Created in the Cuban tradition, this lush, dark Brazilian Maduro leaf surrounds a five-year-old Sumatra binder with Dominican and Nicaraguan well-aged long filler leaves. So, what should you expect from a Bohemian? A departure from the conventional. A flavorful journey into a sweet, nutty, almost caramel finish. Bohemian, the original, unconventional cigar. Take the journey. Stay tuned for more of The Ash Holes. Yay! On the United Podcast Network. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's Lagiana Havana. Oh, yeah. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head to head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. 
1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. Holds are back. Let's get back to the show with the reigning cigar monster, your host, Pastor Padron, Dan the Man. Hello and welcome back to the Ash Holes. We are smoking the Atabe Duendes by Selected Tobacco. It's their newly released torpedo cigar. And so far it has been absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. There have been a number of transitions. It's just a wonderful, wonderful cigar. I'm normally a, a medium to full-bodied smoker myself. Uh, Aaron is very similar. We have similar tastes. But this is a fantastic cigar. Yeah. I mean, I was excited about smoking this all day. It's like I can't <laughs> wait to get out. <laughs> yeah, I don't think either of us could. And it has not disappointed. No, no, not in the least. Too bad Oliver couldn't be here. No, not too bad for us. But, but not too bad <laughs> for us. Too bad for him. Very well said. <laughs> very well said, my friend. So, um, Ash Hole of the Week. Mm-hmm. Ash Hole of the Week. Kind of continuing with our Avengers theme here, okay? Um, moviegoers this past weekend uh, feared for their lives at the end of a screening of the Avengers Infinity War on Friday night, opening night, after a preacher got up and went to the front of the theater and said... If you were going to die tonight, would your passage to heaven be guaranteed? Oh, gosh. Which started a grand panic and mass exodus from the theater. I mean, we all know what happened. Understandably. When when Batman, you know, the the Dark Dark Knight Knight. happened and there was that shooting. Awful. And we've heard of several other movie shootings there. And I think that that's what induced the panic. But nobody could see what was going on. All you hear is, die tonight. (laughs) And people just. Yeah, I'm going to stick around, buddy. Booked it out of the theater. And several people were injured as they were, you know, knocked around trying Mm -hmm. to get out of the theater. Uh, a woman had to be hospitalized after hitting her head. A man was uh, limping, um, and as he was uh, getting out into the cinemas, into the cinemas halls, that was caught on uh, on their cameras there because yeah. he'd been uh, I mean, injured. This is why it's illegal to pull fire alarms in crowded right. buildings. <laughs> yeah, just get hurt. Unbelievable. And and uh, you know the the this preacher was interviewed by uh, CBS Los Angeles, and he said, you know, last night was an anomaly. He said, the lights didn't turn up for a few minutes, so I really didn't see anyone's reaction, except those of the people just around me. It's extremely unfortunate that anyone sustained injuries because of this. Again, I was unarmed. I didn't mean for any of this to happen. 
I'm wondering if he did this while the credits were rolling because it's like people were still ticking around waiting for the after credits. There's always after credits. Yeah. That is yeah. a bonehead Un- move. Unbelievable. And so this, this preacher, this 28-year-old preacher, Michael Weber, who is with something called True, uh, Truth and Triumph Ministries, was ended up being charged with a misdemeanor yeah. for doing this. I mean, it, and you, you understand, you know, the pastor and Pastor Padron here is legit. I am an ordained guy, and uh, while I am not uh, pastoring a church right now, I still speak locally mm-hmm. and, and regionally, and uh, this was just a dumb idea. Yeah, yeah. Don't, you, you just, you know, this is not the appropriate place and to be doing this, especially in the dark. In the dark. In a crowded theater where, you know, you've just seen this movie, and, you know, if I could tell you spoilers, and I won't, but this was not the movie to be talking about no. death and dying. Another and comic movie, which is The Dark Knight. I mean, mm-hmm. that's one that what everybody knows about. Right. And, and it's... He was arrested and charged with a misdemeanor. Misdemeanor, yes. so yep. yeah. So he's not yep. so, imprisoned. And this is, this is one of those cases, you know, sometimes we have assholes where it's like they're just being an awful person. Mm-hmm. This one, his intentions were His good, intentions were fine. I don't just, have any problem. But he's just more bonehead. Right, right. Like, There's just no. some places you do it and some places you don't. And just because you can do it in, in one movie doesn't mean every movie then ends up being appropriate. And don't do it in any movie. I mean, <laughs> you've, you've got a captive audience. That. Okay. I'm for that. It's like, yeah, I mean, people that do this on the street corner, fine. At least you can just walk away. Right. You know, they're going to do their thing. But it's like, no, don't do it when people are essentially trapped. They're waiting for to see the after credits, especially in a Marvel movie. Right. It's like, no. And, and I'm sure these people didn't get to see the after credits, which was really <laughs> pretty important, too. It's good. <laughs> I just, oh I gosh. just, I just can't believe it. So, uh, for doing that, I'm naming Pastor Weber the asshole of the week. If we want to call him Pastor, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and they wonder why movie attendance is down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Serious. Yeah. I, I can. I, you know, the, I know. The uh, I usually movie. avoid movies because I don't want somebody. I mean, you talk about yeah. the, you no. talk about the unbelievable success of this movie the past weekend. Mm. But how many other dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of films uh, open and close quietly and nobody even knows they're there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, very of course, true. part of it is because of spoilers, because you you got to see it that first weekend, or you're gonna find out hear a spoiler from some bonehead. You and know, and and it let's face it, movies movies come out so quickly now. Yeah. And to either stream or download, um, I rarely go to the to yeah. the movies anymore. I don't go very often. It's only and for these types of. It's movies only for these types of things. Where I don't want to see a spoiler this, beforehand. <laughs> this was probably the the third movie in twelve months that I'd, I've gone to see, yeah. and you know, the, in the theater. Most of the time, I'll just wait for it to come out. I'd rather just sit at home in the comfort of my home, have a cigar, mm-hmm. you know, have all the popcorn I want and not pay 20 bucks for it. Don't have to be around a bunch of I people. I think most <laughs> people feel that way, Dan. Yeah. I yeah. feel the same way about sports, too. I mean, there's, there's something about going and seeing the, the Patriots or the, the, the Red Sox or, or Celtics or, or Bruins. You know, they're doing so well right now. Everybody, if you're in Boston, this is a great, great time to be alive sports-wise. But... I would rather sit at home and watch the game than go to the game and, yeah. and, and, and see, these, see these tiny little things moving around and you pay 12 bucks for a Bud Light 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know and you're thinking, hmm, I could have bought a 30-pack for this at Market Basket. You know, I just uh, – yeah. I just It's an experience. Uh, yep. Yeah. You should do I would it. Say, I've I would done say it. Say if, I've, if but I, I would not do it on a regular no, basis. No, no. If no. I know I'm going to go to the movies and have to sit through a sermon afterwards, unless, of course, it's Pastor <laughs> That Patron, starts out with fire and brimstone. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, you know, I'm going to think twice about that. Yeah, I'll wait till it comes on cable or I'll stream it online or uh, or rent the D- buy the DVD or whatever. And not Whatever. to mention, and the days of preaching right. fire and brimstone are past. <laughs> you it's think? like nobody's going to listen to you if you're just yelling at people. That's true. That's but that's a, another podcast we can talk about. That's that. another podcast. <laughs> maybe maybe we could do that podcast. Yeah. sometime. <laughs> but it probably won't be an Ashholes no. podcast. No. <laughs> All right. So uh, speaking of regular segments and things that should be done on the Ashholes, one of those regular segments that should be done on the Ashholes is Miles with Styles, and Michelle Styles is one of our regular listeners. She's out there today listening of the show. She's a professional surfer and model, and each week she shares her experiences and suggestions from her travels around the world. And you can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Kuataka Surfing. And that's at and then Kua, K-U-W-A-T-A-K-A Surfing. Now, I'll be honest, she ain't on Instagram much, so I don't know that yeah. I bother. But she's all over Twitter. Twitter, yeah. So... Uh, go for that. All right, so let's hear what Michelle has to say this week. Aloha. It seems fitting I make my return at the same time the good pastor does. We missed you last week, Dan. Mr. Jonathan did okay, but he's no pastor. (laughs) So it was hard listening to his preaching when I'm so used to smooth and practice pastoral commentary you provide. So what's up with me? I'm competing locally in Hawaii this week, and my old friend Nikki is here as well. It's been awesome getting back in the water with her and having a chance to catch up. As of today, we've had two heats, and I'm sitting pretty in second place at the time of this recording. After this competition, I have a modeling gig next week, and we'll see from there. This week, I'm going to get another selection from the Kauai Cigars Collection and send you something tasty. What better way to celebrate a win than sharing the good fortune? If you find yourself in Honolulu and need someplace great to eat, might I suggest a place to eat located on University Avenue? A place to eat is a wonder fusion of island delights and a laid-back, no-frills restaurant. Don't let looks deceive you, though. The food is well worth the time to experience this fantastic little eatery. Welcome back, Dan. You were missed. This has been Miles with Styles, and you're listening to The Ash Holes <laughs> on the United Podcast Network. Ah, uh, the giggle. So wait, is the name of the restaurant A Place to Eat? A Place to Eat. That's smart marketing right there. It's like, uh, <laughs> tourists are coming through, hey, I'm looking for a place to eat. Oh, it's down here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You know, it's funny. I, you know, it, I, again, you know, we've talked about this before, that there are, you know, a lot of the followers of this show are more so on Twitter than they are on mm-hmm. Instagram. And one of these guys told me that he had been, you know, he's been binge listening to this show for the past and he has been in, he has been trying, he's been paying attention to the, what he called the quote evolution of the giggle <laughs> and how the Michelle All of Stiles giggle, giggle right? has, no. <laughs> has changed oh, since she started uh, doing the, 
the uh, segment on the show. Yeah, early on, I thought it was just, oh, just that last section is just pre-recorded, and she just tags it on. No, it's different every time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it pretty much is. And You know, I know the first time that that happened, you know, she's, you know, for those of you who maybe are just starting to listen to this, Michelle uh, was born deaf, and uh, a number of years ago, she got some cochlear implants, and that enabled her to... Uh, gain some hearing and you know so she doesn't you know the way she, and she's gotten a ton of voice um uh what am i what am i training or? voice training yes so you know she sounds the way she does yeah you'd, you'd never, never guess you'd, you'd never, never guess. guess you'd never guess that that she's like that and she has an incredible singing voice too oh my gosh unbelievable but that's another podcast as well <laughs> yeah. and and um the first time she giggled was the First time she said "asshole" mm-hmm. and got it right because it was—it's <laughs> a hard thing to say. I mean, you're you're trying to figure out how to "asshole" is not a, a word that just kind of flows off your tongue. No, you got plenty of you know, alternatives. No, she kept saying the other thing that, that might come out, especially you, when you're driving. Yes. Yeah. So you know, and she, and she giggled, and I guess decided <laughs> to keep that in there. Yeah, sure. And yeah, so it's it's very fun. It's always great. I always feel a little bit better after listening to her segment. There you go. There That's you all go. I have to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. So uh, back to the um, beautiful <coughs> cough. The beautiful cough. Hack. Wheeze. Wonderful. Uh, Atabe Duendes. Um, just an incredible cigar. I'm already down to the final third of yeah, this. Yeah, same here. Bad boy. And uh, you started before me. Yeah, usually, I did. I started about 10 minutes early. <laughs> usually, you know, you're, you're kind of the slow smoker. You're, you're enjoying the bejeebers out of that thing. Yeah. I didn't know it had bejeebers, but yeah, it's there you I'm go. getting every lick out of it. No. Yes, <laughs> yes. And it has just been a fantastic cigar. And um, right now, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm still, it's still a very creamy uh, and the cedar is really coming back out as I'm approaching the final third here. And there's like this little, I think, this little hint of cinnamon in there somewhere. Yeah, that, there's that spice. There's, there's a lot that of spice cinnamon going spice. on. Cinnamon spice, yeah. yeah. And, and there's that sweetness. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. kind of picking up again. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, the sweetness died down. Now it's picking back up. Yeah, and there's mm-hmm. just in the in the retro, you know, there's just this little bit of like the citrusy orange kind of tinge mm. to it. You know, just like just a little bit. I'm getting a slight um, licorice kind of mm. flavor. Uh, one of those, one of the spices that's in there. It's like a licorice kind like of a spice. Licorice, I can yeah. pick that up. Yep. And uh, th- but much more woody. Yes. Still sweet. Um, very smooth and a very pleasant finish. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it stays cool the whole time. You know, it never warms up on you. No, it's just been a. I mean, really, I put my finger right at the burn line, and it's barely warm. Wow. <laughs> so I mean, that just it's construction, the quality of the tobacco, everything. Yeah. yeah just an, another, you know, winner. And I guess you know, why don't we just go ahead? You know, what's our final thoughts on, on the uh, uh, here? Uh, I guess Three I'll give quarters. it a full thumb. Yeah, full <laughs> thumbs up. I mean, gosh. <laughs> There was no question. I mean, mm. one, it's an Atabay, and I love mm. Atabays. Mm-hmm. So it was always going to get a thumbs up, mm-hmm. truth be told. But this it really sticks out from the, the rest of the line. Uh, mm. It's got more transitions, more complexity than uh, some of the other uh, Vitolas. So that it gets a, a special star. Uh, a special with that star. Up. Yeah. A thumbs up and a star. And a star. From Aaron the Cigar Because Baron. it takes something that's great, and it kind of pushed it a little bit further. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's getting a big thumbs up from me. Uh, this is just a fantastic cigar with lots of transitions to it. It's got a lot going on, and for a mild to medium cigar, 
you know, for somebody who likes a more full-bodied uh, cigar, this cigar just does not disappoint. And, you know, there is, it, it is thoroughly enjoyable. You know, it's, it's not cheap. It's a $30 price point, $29.99. Yep. Um, but it is worth every penny. Yeah, and I, I mean, know if, you have, if you have like a, a cigar smoking friend, someone who you're not sure what their exact taste, you know, profiles is, you, you'd be safe giving this as a gift because yeah. anybody can enjoy it, whether you're full body, whether you're mild, you're, you'll be fine with it. Very true. And this is a great gift cigar. It's yeah. a great special occasion cigar. Uh, you know, not many of us can, you know, afford to smoke these on a day in, day out kind of everyday yeah. <laughs> basis. And if, if there were a lot of people that were smoking them day in and out, there would be none for the rest there of us. There would be none for the rest of us. There's, <laughs> it's there's not limited. many out there. Yeah. But um, boy, it it is just a absolutely fantastic cigar. And, you know, I've smoked just about every Atabay. There's one that I have not smoked, the big huge mm. bad boy that just came out. I, tried, I haven't tried that and, one yet either. And uh, I have not had that one, but right now I'm going to say this is my favorite Atabay. Now, I know that uh, Barry Stein over the Cigar Authority gave the Lancero that came out. He gave yep. out a perfect 100. Yep, which he gave to another one of the other Vitolas. I think it was the... If I could, if I could, if we were giving out ratings like that, we don't, we do thumbs up. But if I were, this would be pretty dang near 100. Yeah. This is a fantastic, yeah, wouldn't argue fantastic cigar. What about you, Stu? What are you thinking of this thing? I'm picking up all the notes that you've uh, previously mentioned, a touch of cedar. As Aaron said before we went on the air, certain color notes I found are quite pleasing. Mm. But overall, it's a very mild, pleasant smoke. There is no bite, which is what caught me initially. A lot mm. of great cigars yep. have a bit of a bite up front. Mm -hmm. None of that Very here. And as it burns down, there's no nicotine rush. Uh, it's just it's smoking smoothly uh, and pleasantly. And I'm enjoying it very much. And I would recommend it. And yes, Pastor Dan, I do give it a thumbs up. Mm. Okay. Now, now it's turning more buttery. Buttery. Okay. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. This cigar just has so many different things. That Good for what ails you. It's just it's <laughs> awesome. Now. Next week is going to be a great show, too. Next week, we're going to have uh, Stephen Poirier from uh, La Flor Dominicana with us, and we are going to be smoking the La Volcada. Okay, great. Uh, I'm very excited about that. We had wanted to do that a little bit earlier in the year, but there were production issues. It's another one of cigars. It's kind of hard to find sometimes. Kind of hard to find, but now it's, it's back out there. I great. think they've caught up, and... Um, I am really looking forward to that. Steven's a great guy, and uh, I know he's listening to the show, and I double-checked with him today to make sure that things were still mm -hmm. on schedule for next week, and he confirmed that. Not likely we'll awesome. get snowed out next week. Yeah, we're probably not <laughs> going to get snowed out. It, talk about, you know, weirdness, yeah. you know, as far as weather goes. I mean, two weeks ago it was snowing, you know. And now it's now it's, almost now 90 it's, out now there. Now it's like 90 degrees yeah. outside. It's, it's absolutely not. It's yeah, don't like the weather, wait. Wait, and if you like the weather, don't get used to it. Yeah, no. Because it's going to change. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, it's just, there's no pleasing anybody, you know. Uh, anyway, get to your local brick and mortar and pick up a uh, LFD La Volcada so you can smoke with us next week. If your brick and mortar doesn't have them, you can always get them from twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com make sure you have one to smoke with us next week it's going to be a great show mm -hmm. you have been listening to the ash holes unfiltered cigar radio 
broadcasting from the Sereno Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You can download this and any episodes you may have missed on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.